0: I'm James. I'm Kyle. I'm Mitch. And I'm Jeff.
1: And I'm Pop Stupid. This is a podcast where we find a movie everyone in the world has seen except Jeff. We ask what he knows, then watch the film to fill in the blanks. Tonight's movie, The Terminator.
2: Yes. Yes.
3: (laughs) Finally, a good one.
1: Jeffrey. Yes. What is this movie about?
0: Um. Robots from the future gain sentience and want to destroy all of humanity, and time travel and robots going back to kill somebody so they can't do anything in the future.
2: Wow, oh, come on, man! That's something. I know that's
0: something
3: that's something. like the most basic thing. You gotta get you gotta get a bit more specific.
2: All robots want to kill humans. Not not all robots. Oh, all robots as soon as they gain sentience. <laughs> Hashtag Google. not all robots.
3: <laughs> Google has become self-aware in the future.
2: Yeah, this is. Well, I'm not going to tell you anything about the movie, but... um. I I know about
0: Skynet, and it becomes sentient, and robots want to pull, and they're after John Connor, because he's leading the rebellion, so they're going back to kill him, and his mom, Sarah Connor, has to protect him from being killed before he gets killed.
3: All right, I thought you were going to be fairly accurate with this beginning part, but it turns out, nope, you're still full of shit.
0: All right. (laughs) That's literally what I know.
1: Okay, so...
3: And
0: there's a naked um, Schwarzenegger in it
1: who's in it
0: uh arnold schwarzenegger and other people okay, okay.
1: you bait
3: no he's he's 100 he's accurate there i mean it's arnold schwarzenegger and whoever who the hell is. else is in it
0: <laughs>
2: no i honestly
0: don't know who any of the other actors in the movie are
2: are you sure because they're, they're generally uh some of these guys appear in many arnold movies actually yeah what was I'm, her
3: name was it like laura hamilton or something like that
0: i'm sure they do but i he, honestly he doesn't know and we can't i don't know,
1: you know. okay okay S- so who who is playing who in this movie
0: well arnold schwarzenegger is playing the terminator correct
2: and uh, well what's known- what's
0: his job to kill what's people his
2: well his name is the terminator well we we
3: all know from 1 you to know, it's 2 it's not to chop your salad for you <laughs> well we all know from 1 to 2 the job changes for the terminator
2: I'll be back to chop your salad.
0: And then a woman plays Sarah Connor. I assume there are assorted other people who play other characters of relative import.
1: This really tells us a lot about the cultural impact of this movie because of what Jeff knows about the Terminator.
3: Yeah, he's describing the wrong one is what we're (laughs)
1: hearing. He's describing Terminator 2. Right. Do you know of any important scenes that you may have seen shown somewhere else?
0: Um... Well, there's the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up naked. Okay. I'm starting to sense a theme here. Um, Other than that, no. I'm unaware of any other scenes. Really? Well, because the famous I'll be back is from two, isn't it? No,
3: that's from number one.
0: See? See? Well, anyway. You get all over me about describing Terminator 2, so I assume everything I know is from Terminator 2. And then the one thing I know about Terminator 1, you're like, oh, no, that's from Terminator 1.
2: The whole idea is he needs to fail up front. So don't tell him which movie it's from. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Anyways. And a small child
2: plays John Connor. mm. And a small child. Well, John Connor's in it. Maybe not in the way you think. Yeah, definitely
3: not in the way you think.
1: So we know that this movie was good for Arnold's career. Mm -hmm. Was it good for other people's career? (laughs) Obviously not. He can't name one
2: person. Uh, Not in my knowledge, no.
3: (laughs) None of us can.
2: I can, actually.
3: Well, yeah, I know you can. You're a freak of nature, though.
2: We'll go know, over that. I know a couple of people by name in that movie. <clears throat> we'll in the go first over one. That after the break. Yeah.
1: So, for judgments, will you like it?
0: Will I like it? Um, it's an average '80s action movie. Oh so my God! The I, I answer better be that.
3: yes, and I it's a full so. stop. Yes, you'll yes, you're going to love this movie, Jeffrey. It's, How could you it's not? Relevant. It is super relevant.
0: I, I mean, it's an action movie. I like
2: Die Hard. Okay. The laser sight. Who,
0: 45 who is was the director of this movie? Uh,
3: it's important because he also made other movies that we're going to watch later. I'm sure. Like you know, Avatar. I want to say Cameron. It was Cameron. It
1: was. That is correct. Okay. This is this kind of didn't this put Cameron on the map? Can't remember if this or Abyss was the first one.
3: Oh, Abyss. I don't know if that one's culturally relevant, but if you haven't seen that one, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. that's one you got to watch. I
1: think it is.
0: Do you think I've, so? heard, no, I've I, seen chunks of it, it, like caught it on bits of TV, but I don't think I've seen it
2: from beginning to end. It, it wasn't the best sci-fi. Terminator was so much oh, yeah. miles apart from that.
1: Yeah, Abyss was kind of a slog from beginning to end. There's some really <laughs> great parts, and there's some parts that are really mediocre. So. Yeah, the
2: alien shit's okay. Yeah.
3: yeah. All right, so what about this movie, The Terminator? do you think is going to be culturally relevant?
0: Uh, A lot of one-liners
3: and random violence. I mean, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was still super heavy in his Austrian accent. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of one-liners. Yeah, And a lot of violence. And a lot of violence. I mean, look at the
1: guy. I Mm. mean, it's an 80s action movie. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, that's pretty much what we know about it. So let's all take a break and watch The Terminator. Let's
2: all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby.
1: Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. And we're that's back. A, that's a different con.
3: <laughs> oh. So, uh, oh man, what a movie. Even now, it still it still kind of chills me.
2: Uh, it, it was, a, you know, obviously a period piece. This was uh, our world just before the emergence of, let's say, the Internet publicly.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well
0: before the emergence of the Internet publicly. That didn't happen until 95. Th- thank you for
2: reinforcing my point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, 10 years in the grand scheme is not that long. Mm, no.
2: Fair enough. Uh, universities and businesses were already using it at this point. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: They'd Jeffrey. been using it since the 70s. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
3: well this this was still a good movie regardless. I don't care what anyone says. Arnold's still the man.
1: So, okay. So, Jeffrey, mhm how did this film make you feel?
0: Um very 80s. <laughs> I mean <laughs> super 80s. The hair, everything. The hair, the headbands, the tiny little fold-up hair dryers.
2: I have a a notation on that, actually. The
0: the perms, the... Yeah.
3: The wearing the Walkman while your boyfriend pleasures you orally. (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah. Right. So so what are your Uh, thoughts? Everything is shoulder pads and hair.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it was 1983, so... 84. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's all basically the same. (laughs)
2: i i don't even know where to start i got 100 notes but please continue
1: what aspects worked well and which ones didn't jeffrey
0: uh well i mean the core concept of sending robot from future back in time was not bad i mean it's a decent storyline um you did actually have most of the populace reacting how you'd expect them to you know the guy was Painted pretty clearly as crazy, Um, the cops were trying to act like cops, and as Kyle actually pointed out while we were watching it, they were super efficient to have already come up to a pattern of a double homicide of assuming it was the woman's name, as opposed to it just being some random convergence of attempts. Uh, What didn't work well was probably the stop-motion animation. The, the
2: best we had back then i know i know I'm <laughs> that, not, was still, I'm not blaming, that was still
0: blaming but it was still pretty saying,
3: awesome at the end to watch the terminator run around in that factory yeah. stop motion style
0: um they did the best with it because you'll notice the fact they didn't have a lot of like full shots if they could avoid it no they mostly no, they, had they, individual they, sections so it would look more realistic
1: yeah that's yeah, just had, horror had, 101 you know don't show your monster too much
2: yeah, yeah they did some a good close stuff because they had you know, good animatronics. It was basically a puppet that they were able to.
0: Yeah, precisely. And um,
2: and that worked well. That that was good stuff. Now everything's all CGI. Yeah, and
0: fine. it it moves a lot smoother, but it can also seem a lot less realistic.
1: How How about you, Kyle? What do you think about uh, what works, what doesn't?
3: Oh God, so it's it's really hard being in 2017 watching a movie from 1984 and being like, "This is what works," because quite honestly, we've come so far. What worked for me in this movie would probably be Linda Hamilton's acting because let's face it, she carried it as far as acting went uh, and, she was
2: she was actually very good
3: oh yeah and then the then the quotable one-liners of course because that's what everybody takes away from those movies you know come I'll with me back. if you want to live, I'll be back there was one more in there that I was just like, oh yeah, now I remember that came from this movie that's worked for me. What about you, James?
1: Well, I would have to say the the things that worked for me were just the overall feel of it. I mean, this really captures the sensation of the 80s because it's it's a post-apocalyptic horror movie set in, you know, the modern 80s corporate dystopia. And, you know, it's it's a lot of concerns that people were having in the 80s i mean ostensibly this was all because of a nuclear war that was started between warring powers but it was actually done by a computer so i i just like the theme of it and uh well what didn't work it goes back to something you mentioned kyle it was the the acting was bad i mean you had uh the lead character was wooden robotic stiff trying to be menacing and then you had Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so, how about um, you, Mitch?
2: What absolutely worked worked for me, and worked for me again, because literally it's it has to be over ten years since I've last seen Terminator, or more at this point. The thing that worked for me then and still works for me today is, even though few uh, plot holes, notwithstanding. The, they did a really good attempt and pulled off what I thought was a good time story. And the story behind that was, you know, the guy he sends back is his dad. And it, it has, it's the, almost a the self-fulfilling prophecy. It has to happen for everything to happen, basically. So that, that's, that's what absolutely worked for me. That's what sold it to me as a kid in 1984. And that's what sells it to me now. Uh, what did not work for me was at the time there was better animatronics going on and there was also better stop motion stuff than what they used. I feel like they used substandard special effects when they could have done it maybe just a little bit better, even in uh, 1984. And it was specifically the stop motion stuff. And that that's what didn't work for me.
0: Okay, so did you learn anything from this movie? I learned how bad the animatronics in 1984 could get. <laughs> um, there were certainly sequences in was like in there.
2: Sinbad for a minute, right? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> um, there were certainly sequences in here that I got a little bit more of a reference to. Although, I have to admit for something being as iconic, it was mostly just a couple of snippets. Teleporting through the time tunnel and then the I'll be back and come with me if you want to live or pretty much it. A lot of the rest of this I hadn't really seen referenced in other popular culture.
1: What about you, Kyle? Did you learn anything?
3: apparently you can tell a woman in 1984 that you came across time for her and that you've been in love with her ever since you saw her picture. And, you know, 2017, that chick is going to have a restraining order on you in less than a month. <laughs> you do that now or do that 1984. Yeah. And apparently you father the leader of the resistance.
1: That's right. Going to the meta, I learned that Almost everybody in Aliens, which was also a James Cameron <laughs> yeah. movie,
2: was in yeah, this movie. Was in, that's right. That was those were the things I was going to point out. Bill uh,
1: Paxton was in it. Yeah, and Bishop was in it, and many yep. other people. Why well, I, I wouldn't I would have, like to give
2: I wouldn't a have special been surprised
1: if we would have seen like Vasquez in the background somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a special shout out to uh Paul Winfield for those of you that don't know Darmac and Gillard at Tanagra.
1: Oh, and who did he play in this movie?
2: Uh, he played the black uh, police cop that smoked, and that's another note yeah. that I have on this movie. Oh my god, the smoking! <laughs> there was a lot, smoking. a lot of cigarettes. Smoked. There was so much smoke. This dude's like, give me a cigarette. He's got a cigarette in his hand, already. which isn't
0: even which isn't even halfway through. No, it's right. like. Give me a smoke. And the guy doesn't hand him a cigarette. He hands him an entire pack.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There was no. She just survives an attack from Maniac. She doesn't even know what's going on. And he walks in on her, gets down on his knees, blows a puff of smoke. Are you okay? It's like, (laughs) whoa, man.
0: Here, you should drink this four hour old cold coffee and sleep on our shitty, scratchy couch in here. It's really comfortable. Oh, by the way, here's my blazer.
2: (laughs) Right. That's not a blazer. That's an official police blanket.
0: He did. He did a
3: lot of stuff like it's just it was the 80s, man. That's how they did it.
2: One of uh, another one of the comments I wanted to make to point out that I think everybody keeps forgetting is the fact that when Kyle Reese came into the world. Um. I guess this could be my question. How does everybody feel about the hobo pants that he wore through the entire? Oh, movie? there was
0: the shit stain right in the <laughs> middle the of the stain, ass. Shit hobo jeans.
2: pants and like, I mean, how did you feel about that? Like he never changed those pants. And also covered in paint. The <laughs> very same hobo pants that he dies in Jeff. How do you feel about that? Um,
0: a little <laughs> disturbed because he never put on any underwear
2: <laughs> or, or socks either. Hey <laughs> man,
3: in the future, everybody's
2: freeballing. Right. Apparently so. Right. There's uh, no razors either.
1: <laughs> let's talk about the fact that it's basically a teleport in, an immediate cutaway, and then he's being chased by the cops, and a pantsless hobo is yeah. saying, he took my pants. Let Let's think about this. The guy instantly teleports into a time he does not know, and right. so he thinks, man, I gotta steal some pants. Yeah,
0: yeah, when he manages to run a block or so down the street burst into a department store that is somehow unlocked and then it shows a chain he on the door busted the lock he busted the lock okay and manages to wander into a department store and just grab a coat nothing else yeah. just a coat no he grabbed shoes too he grabbed nikes oh right he grabbed nikes too. yeah he forgot. took the time With to find no his thoughts. proper shout size out, of shout jordan's out to nike
3: yeah right <laughs> are these the are these the air jordans yeah no i need to get at least three of these I'm so these go for a lot of money back home
0: <laughs> yeah and <laughs> And maybe jumping ahead a little bit, but Sarah Connor, at the end of the movie, literally being barefoot and
2: pregnant.
3: Oh, that was awesome. At the gas station.
2: Well, like, he knocked her up. What do you want? He, he They had to make the future. Yes, the future but she didn't
0: have to be barefoot and pregnant. She could have was been she pregnant. Barefoot?
2: She was Did barefoot.
3: Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that Jeffrey called it out correctly. He saw it and he goes, holy shit, is she really well, barefoot? Like, she's literally barefoot and pregnant.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, she's certainly not in the kitchen making dinner. She's going to Mexico to hide away from the nuclear war. So when she pops that kid out, she can train him to be the leader that he needs to be. Yeah.
1: I I think they get a pass considering she was also driving a
0: Jeep through the desert with a gun in her lap. I think, and a German shepherd in the back.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's not like they're trying to portray her as this weak feminine figure. Come on. So, I don't what is, my shoes on. What is the message of this movie, Jeffrey?
0: All technology is evil and bad and will try to destroy us. Yeah, that's actually what's
3: happening now, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well,
3: no, we have a president for that.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, all of our problems are currently organic.
1: <laughs> Carbon-based! And do you agree or disagree with it?
0: I disagree pretty strongly because I like technology and don't think it's destined to absolutely destroy us.
1: Kyle, thoughts?
3: Uh, I would say that the the meaning of the movie is obvious. I mean, it's it a good time movie. It's all just action. But yeah, it's all about how technology is eventually going to destroy us. And uh, yeah, I don't really want to believe it right now either. At least I don't see it happening in our generation. But, you know, give it time. Uh, maybe we pushed back Google's hostile takeover.
1: I completely do not agree with the message of this movie. I mean, it it's basically... You saw a lot of this in the 80s and the 90s, the the techno fear, you know, when the internet started becoming a thing, everybody was afraid of what could happen.
0: This was very much in the 80s themology of cyberpunk, where this specifically wasn't cyberpunk because it wasn't giant corporations taking over, but it was very much the power that is greater than us destroying us or dehumanizing us until we are just barely above animals.
1: Any thoughts on the theme of this film, Mitch?
2: I, like you, I I also don't necessarily agree with the theme of the film. I would like to think that we not completely by accident up and, and let a system gain sentience that within seconds realizes we all need to be destroyed. Like, there's a lot of focus and attention on that particular detail. So I kind of feel like that might not actually happen. If there was a part of this that I did
1: agree with in the message, it's that an AI is put in control of the nuclear arms of a nation yeah. and become sentient. And the first thing is, these people need to be fucking killed. Yeah, kill and them, you know man. what? That kind of makes sense. I mean, if well, you've got hundreds of nuclear missiles poised to shoot all over the world in a moment's notice, maybe you should be called.
0: Okay. I would just like well, to say that, that, that he doesn't necessarily awesome express the view of
2: all awesome of us. Comptroller of the show. That's yeah.
0: Well, that's also
2: out there. Lex
3: podcast has now been canceled.
2: It's, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's uh, also so what you're saying
2: is Lex Luthor was right, or ex other supervillain, and that is also a point that I kind of agree with you on. But my point is, <laughs> is we're really watching out for those shenanigans. I feel like. I feel like that's the safeguard.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, though, that in order for this to have been as effective as it was without it destroying itself, it would have had to have control of more than just one country's nuclear arsenal, which seems to suggest that there was a certain amount of cooperation happening, which keys towards people not really deciding to blow each other up.
1: The whole mythos, I don't know if you you probably don't know this, is that, you know, the United States fired its missiles, and of course everybody else fired theirs in retaliation. Right.
0: So Skynet instigated it. Yes. just to instigate the war. right? right. Yeah. Skynet
2: and... didn't fire on itself. It didn't need to be in another country's computer. It only needed to be in one country's
0: computer. Right. Well, yeah, but I would be concerned if I were Skynet that the fallout from an all-out nuclear war would have affected my systems. Well, the... right, We
2: already have automated factories and machines pumping out all sorts of robots that we don't need any of that living tissue to, you know... <laughs> and the ones that live, they get to work in the camps.
1: So was there oh anything God. you didn't understand about this movie, Jeffrey?
0: Um, there were multiple plot issues that I had.
1: Yeah. Let's hear them.
3: Let's like, talk about them.
0: Like the fact that everybody understands what a phone book is, despite it being 40 years in the future.
1: That shit's irrelevant now. Like yeah. <laughs> you couldn't probably put somebody in front of a phone book and have them figure out how to use it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But like I was saying, the person who needed to use the phone book wa- or who used the phone book was mostly the Terminator. And if you have the whole wealth of human knowledge, the internet, at any point, and Skynet takes over, they've had access to that. Skynet that probably knew right. how to use a you're phone right. book. And they're not going to send that right. person back without having them a little bit That prepared.
2: Terminator knew exactly what to do at that time.
0: Except now, if he, he got killed sent two, back two back other Sarah Connors. I need to
2: looked her up on the internet.
0: Except yeah, he, oh he oh killed two God, other God, Sarah, right Sarah
2: right Connors page before page. he got to the right one.
1: Well, you know, mistakes are made.
2: We well, didn't have the internet. I mean, can I just say and then that whole under the bridge scene, her being and then the cold. Next morning when they wake up, the only thing I'm thinking is, oh my god, it's under the bridge hobo pants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, or the fact that Sarah Connor, who had been working as a waitress at Jeff's, which was interesting. Um, uh, at where? Big Jeff's, I think was the name of the restaurant she worked at. Yeah, it's
2: probably like a supposed to be like a Bob's Big Boy or something. Yeah,
0: well, it had the Bob's Big Boy kind of thing out front. Yeah. that's um, right but uh except boy
3: everyone boy there everyone there was burgers everyone there was an asshole yes.
0: yeah every
3: customer was a giant were... dick. like
0: like the kid the point. tiny kid who has ice cream right. and decides i'm not going to eat this ice cream i'm going point. to take literally an entire ice cream scoop and put it in this lady's apron
2: that's unrealistic for a child by the way i'd like to point that out what did
1: you like best about this movie jeffrey
2: no, the pacing wasn't bad.
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger's ass. <laughs> well, Arnold Schwarzenegger's ass wasn't bad either, but...
1: It wasn't his prime.
0: Yeah. Um, but no, I, For one of the problems with 80s movies is coming out of the 60s and 70s, they still kind of had that jerky-ish pacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was fairly crisp and straightforward. It did tend to linger a bit in the flashbacks, but otherwise it moved at a decent pace, pretty much kept my attention... So it, it was a good, solid, displayed movie. Um, I mean, part of it's the fact that it's the period, but it was mostly shot at night in dark areas, mostly in urban areas. Um, lots of chase scenes that were done well, but quite clearly done at slow speeds.
1: Yeah, but at- we're talking about what you like best not not nitpicking what you don't like about the things that you do Well like. no no the chase scenes were good <laughs> aside
0: from that that was the point is that the action sequences and all of that as well as the pacing of the movie were good How about you Kyle To
3: me this movie was just great all around like the story itself like if if you remove this movie from the other sequels and you just have this like a standalone like Matrix 1 you have a perfect story where you can believe that nothing has changed because the guy that got sent back to change the future was only there to make the future a possibility. So it's it's kind of like standing on its own where it's just like, all of this shit's going to happen the same exact way it happened before because of this instance. I thought that was beautiful until you start getting oh, into like...
2: By the way, nuclear war is in 12 years according to
3: this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's in, what is it, they say 27?
2: Twenty nine.
0: Yeah, well, nuclear war is going to happen before that. 2029 is when the resistance is fighting back.
2: Oh, right. That's right.
3: But it it was the story. To me, the story, like if you take this outside of it's just as a standalone movie, it was a great story because you're not sure at the end whether or not everything is going to happen the way it did before or if everything has been changed because of this instance. You're led to believe that everything's going to happen again. So that's that's, I like that about the movie, the story.
1: What about you, Mitch? What did you like best about this movie?
2: Um, I, I, as I pointed out earlier, it, it uh, the story also I, I thought was uh, good. I I'm, I like wacky time stories. I'm not against them happening. It also gives you license to really go anywhere and anyone. So um, I thought they did it pretty well. Aside from that, some of the stuff that, that really stood out for me that was fantastic was even – even the creepy animatronic uh clay dummy that chopped his own eye out of his head man that was fantastic stuff
3: oh yeah and the mirror
2: yeah and then he got his arm open and like the special effects on that stuff was really good and you can tell in the movie where they put their money for special effects and it was really in that stuff and which was good but i also felt like you know it could have it could have went other places but those were the things that really stood out for me. And those were the things we used to talk about as kids. We were like, oh my God, then he cut his arm open. and You can see the robot inside. It was awesome. you know.
1: I've got to say the part of this movie that worked best for me is core concept. If you're a malicious AI bent on exterminating humans, what better way than take one of your murder bots, cover it in human, and then send it in to kill humans? That part brilliant idea even
3: better have it kill the mother of the person that you hate the most
1: yeah you know these people are wrecking my shop i'm really pissed off you know what rather than just kill you i'm going to go back in time somehow we don't cover that exactly but we're just gonna go back in time (laughs) (laughs) so
2: one guy was there to kill his mom the time displacement equipment they weren't even expecting it so the machines have been up to some shenanigans, maybe for a while that we don't even know about okay. time
3: wise. Well, not not yet, at least as far as we go in this movie.
1: Now we can spend the next forty five minutes on the next question of Jeffrey, what did you like least oh. about this film?
2: <laughs> Hit us Daddy. Well no,
0: I'll 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 keep it brief. Um <laughs> there were a lot of just nitpicking inconsistencies that kind of bothered me. Um the fact that this Terminator is not capable of making a number of assumptions that make sense, um, but at the same time is sophisticated enough to have pre-programmed responses to an aging landlord knocking on his door and asking if they have a rotting cat. He had a number of pre-programmed responses and settled on, you, asshole.
2: Yeah, that was...
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it, it's a phrase for the ages. It works in every situation. Maybe yeah, I, he's yeah. just
3: one of those guys playing an, an RPG that just picks all of the wrong answers.
1: Hey, hey. you, asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also...
2: Zero um,
3: experience awarded.
2: When the Queen asked you, would you like some tea? Your answer is...
3: Q you, asshole.
0: <laughs> also, the... I mean, I understand this was a action movie, and I'm coming at it from like 30 years in the future. So a lot of the things that weren't tropes at the time have long since become tropes. Mm-hmm. But the consistent ramping up of jump scares sort of that happened in this movie where, you know, seems not normal per se, but it's a guy hunting down this woman. And then it turns out he's a robot. So he cuts himself open. And it's then it turns out,
2: that, movie, you know,
0: yeah. And then it turns out that even though you've lit him on fire with a giant oil tanker. <laughs> He's actually a completely smooth and perfect animatronic oil, robot. Kind of and so you have your immediate embrace. He crawls out of his literal skin and proceeds to chase them down. And then somebody shoves a plastique bomb in the middle of his torso, which yeah. manages to blow up his lower half, but do absolutely no damage to his upper half, save for removing one of his arms at the wrist.
2: They're very tough. Yeah. The CSM 101s. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: we talked earlier about CP
2: the- controlled battle units.
1: We talked earlier about the similarities between the Alien franchise and Terminator. Uh, You can easily see the influence that Ridley Scott might have had on Cameron's film here. The original Alien was in 1979, so you had plenty of time for somebody to see that movie and say, you know, this is great, but what if it was a robot?
0: And there was time travel.
3: I also believe at the end there, though, it's like, so you're melting off the dude's face, but everything bad that happened to the Terminator was because of Kyle Reese up until the hydraulic press at the very end, yes. because up to that point it was I, I felt like what Cameron was trying to do was show the evolution to a Ridley Scott type character where she becomes a badass. So she's like, "Yeah, I'm just a girl who's a waitress, blah blah blah. A robots trying to kill me, you go ahead and handle it. Oh shit! Because as soon as she like looks hashtag at Kyle feminism. Reese, hashtag feminism. As soon as she looks down." And it's like, Kyle Reese is dead. She's like, no, not the one guy I've loved and never. Then the robot comes back to life. And now she is tasked as an injured person to go ahead and defeat the undefeatable. Yes. I don't mean to
2: nitpick. With an industrial press. But
1: Ridley Scott is the director. Sorry, sorry. You know what I meant. Ellen Ripley. Ripley. Okay. So what did you like least about this film, Kyle? Uh, I would probably have to say the
3: rom-com portion of this entire movie (laughs) like i like the idea of him coming back but listen i know it was the 80s and they had a limited time to develop any sort of connection or story but him just being like by the way he gave me a picture and i had it for a long time and well, I've loved you this entire time. What type of horse shit is that? <laughs> like that never worked for me to get into a girl's pants. Why the hell does it work for this guy? But
1: it gave us the slow jam version of the Terminator theme song. I mean, that was magnificent, by the way. <laughs> so, how about you, Mitch? What did you like least about this film?
2: What did I like least about this film? There's there's a couple of uh, I there's another point I wanted to bring up and this probably stuck out. Almost as much as Hobo pants, which I've already, you know, done to death. And that is, is that when there was every car chase, when there was some sort of stop in the action, and then we keep going for round two or three or four, they were slamming into Pintos, Ford Pintos. That is
3: incredibly specific. Green,
2: red. They even stole a Pinto from the police station. Not that Pinto, but another one crashed in the chase after that. And then when they're done with that Pinto, they run it off the road. What is the deal with killing all the Pintos? Well, they were
3: cheap cars, so as far as production goes, you yeah, maybe spend less money.
0: Maybe Ford paid a lot of money to be in the movie. <laughs> no, I if think... Pintos, they explode when you rear-end them, remember?
1: Yes. I, I think the idea was that they were cheap, so if you're going to you yeah. know, wreck shop with a bunch of cars, you want them to be not very expensive.
2: It hurt my soul a little bit. Speaking, which...
3: speaking of which... Uh, speaking of things that are sensitive and will explode if you're too aggressive with them. Yeah, thank you. You know what I'm about to bring up. When they are making the plastiques. He gets, he, gets, he gets super anal retentive because she's putting the cap on too hard or too fast. And then after they're done having sex, she picks up the bag and goes, oh, think fast. And like jerks. Is like, what are you doing? <laughs> I almost killed everybody. <laughs> But he was like, he was super, like, even, I mean, we had to stop this at one point because we were laughing too hard, but he was so pissed off about the cap thing. And then he's yeah. just like jamming him in the bag as hard as he can. And we're like,
2: really, bro? Right.
3: Oh, that was terrible. Oh,
2: and also, uh, I, I the other thing I wanted to point out very quickly is I, I owned the same scooter she did when I was a
1: kid. <laughs> yeah, that, that shit was hot, man. I would drive yeah, one man. of those today. Yeah, man.
3: <laughs> you need we some frills man, on your jacket. <laughs> I'm a freedom eagle. I'm
1: a freedom eagle. <laughs> so who's your favorite character in this film, Jeffrey?
0: Um the black cop was on screen long enough and had enough of an established story and they weren't trying to force a character arc down his throat. Mm. So just, he was kind of relatable. Yeah. Um
1: did, did you like the fact that he was just offhand shot to death in the middle of a hall?
0: <laughs> no, I did like the fact that apparently he managed to have an assault rifle in his office that he okay. had fully loaded, popped out the hallway and emptied a clip into the Terminator. You never but know when a giant
3: sentient
1: robot's going to roll down your hallway shooting people. Yes. I mean, it is the police station in L.A., so maybe... Uh, uh-huh. Fair enough. How about you, Kyle? What have you got for Uh, your favorite character in Terminator?
3: You know, I hate to say this, but I'm going to have to go with... uh the little Mexican boy at the very end. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he's like, He's like, if you don't give me money, if you my, don't dad give me $5, me, my dad will beat me. Right. And She's like, gets, I'll give you a four. And then he's like, All I could imagine is him being like, Thank you. I'm only going to get beat like 20% less now. Like, and it was, but in all seriousness, I'd probably have to go with Kyle Reese because how often do you get to go back? Turns out you're your best friend's dad. And then, I mean, he lost his virginity. He did some sad story. He did the one thing every straight guy has been trying to do in the history of forever, which is I love you and have that lead to sex. And for him, it was very unattached because he, what, knew her for less than 24 hours. So, and it's, I mean, his name's Kyle. So I'm going to have to go with
2: (laughs) Kyle. I'll
3: have to go with Kyle Reese, but the little Mexican kid's a real close second.
1: Okay. how, How about you, Mitch? Favorite character in the whole movie.
2: But there's there's a lot, and I could give a few special mention that you might not even realize. Uh, it quickly, as a sub one, Dick Miller, that dude's in everything in the seventies, and he ends up being the pawn shop guy that gets a shotgun round in the oh, chest. Oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. This movie was very full of. Oh yeah, that guy was in something guy, I've seen. He's literally.
2: He's literally playing that guy in everything he's ever played. He plays that guy. So he's one of those actors. But my absolute favorite in this movie is Earl Bowen. Earl Bowen is another one of those guys like Dick Miller, but he ends up having a reoccurring role in every single Terminator after this as Sarah's doctor.
3: Oh, yeah. You called it out because he said it was the right uh, now. Yeah.
1: He said at one point that he was the leader of the in technical terms. This
2: guy is completely fucking insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they, he's such an uncaring. No, he's a loon bag. from the beginning. Even more so, you know. Like, I, I understand not believing, you know, wacky stories, and but you know, you, you need to be a little more sympathetic. I, um, I just, I just thought it was just a wacky douchebag for the whole thing, and literally throughout the rest of the series continues to be this same. Yeah, movie.
3: no, no, that's a good question. He was in. Let's say he got out of the the sheriff's office or wherever the hell he was he did. Um, prior. Oh, he, did. he
0: walked right. Yeah. Past okay. The Terminator. And then the Terminator goes right out.
3: He now knows because that shit's going to be all over the news that the place he just walked out of literally everybody got lit up. Sarah yeah. Connor got away and all this shit. And he's still going to be like, we're going to lock her ass up for number two. <laughs> well,
2: well, there's a, you find out why she gets locked up there. I know.
3: I know. We just can't tell Jeffrey. Yeah. We, we,
2: we can't, can't
1: really Jeff. cover that. Until
3: another. Until episode. we
2: move forward in time, because he also
3: hasn't seen Terminator 2.
1: Well, I'm, oh I'm surprised that nobody said that their favorite character was the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he shows his ass. He spends the entire movie as a badass. He is the the onus for everything to continue forward. He's he's the character in this movie. Yeah. So I mean, he
2: is the oh, title he, character. Well, he, he is the title character, of course. But you know, I, I, you know, you just can't. You got to give credit where credits due, and Earl Bowen sells the fact that he's a douchebag, and you want to punch him in the face, even in real life. You don't want to punch Arnold in the face in real life.
3: And no. let's think about it this way: Arnold had one job,
2: he had one could
3: job. not do it.
1: Well, I mean that he's not effective, but that doesn't mean he's <laughs> not great. But uh, he's uh, not great at completing his task. <laughs> speaking of not great, least oh,
3: favorite characters. Oh,
0: least favorite, Jeff. Well, It's probably a tie between the Terminator and Sarah Connor.
1: You don't like the Terminator!
0: How do you
3: not like Sarah Connor?
0: In the Terminator's case, it's the fact that I understand that within the constraints of the story and within the constraints of the character, there's not much opportunity for development or growth or anything like that, but you've got something in there that's got some level of agency and you give it very little in the way of dialogue and... It's pretty much more a force of nature than anything else. It's roughly equivalent to the Sharknado.
1: I mean, have you ever seen any of the teeny bopper horror films where, you know, it's basically punishment pornography for dirty teens? No. That's Hells, yeah. every single one of those. Yeah. every so. Like, Freddy or uh Well, yeah, but Jason. even Freddy,
0: I suppose Jason doesn't really get any lines because he doesn't really talk, but... Freddie Krueger gets plenty of one-liners and repartee and stuff like well, that. Well, yes,
1: he is the most charismatic monster movie character ever.
0: Yeah, and I, Chucky out of Child's Play, I think gets a few. But <laughs> um, regardless, Sarah Connor, my issue with her is it is an artifact of the '80s, so I don't really blame them. But her character arc is very forced, and I understand that part of it is because of the story itself, because she is being hunted down by this robot. She really doesn't have much option but to sort of wind up adapting, but she just, she just spends so much time being sort of the damsel in distress and the love interest of Kyle Reese. By the time you actually get to that end point where she throws out the, you know, I can't even remember what line it was. I assume it was probably something similar to you asshole. Yeah. Um, to crush the terminator that seems like it's come out of nowhere because she's been spending the entire movie running the hell away from it
1: i feel like i feel like at the end of the next episode you might change your opinion on both of those characters
3: sarah yeah sarah connor is going to be the shit after the next movie for you
0: (laughs) it's all like oh no no i'm i'm merely speaking within this movie i understand that characters can it
1: and the terminator becomes super awesome too yes yeah Yeah, basically, they took some of the weakest characters in the movie and made them the best. The
0: best character. Except for Kyle, because he died.
1: So, So
3: Kyle, least favorite character. All right, so I was trying to think about this. I would also like to think that my least favorite character, to some degree, was Kyle Reese. Um, (laughs) And it's not even necessarily Kyle Reese. It's that he's the embodiment of John Connor. And if he honestly thought that the future is not written he would have hopped his bat ass back into time because the theory is you go back in time, you're not coming back. And he probably thought, oh, I've got to make sure that I can still lead these people. I should send somebody else back. But if you truly believe you're about to change the future, then your happy ass gets in that pod and goes, I got this. I know where my mom lives. Uh, I know what she looks like. Hopefully I'm not my own grandpa or my own dad, uh, that type my of deal. Own grandpa. Yeah. So, I would have to say John Connor, like, sending somebody else back to die. Like, that's, I mean, that was a death sentence.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. how about you, Mitch? Least favorite character?
2: Least favorite character, um, I, you know, I, I was really going to think about that, and I was trying to put something funny together, for because, I mean, Brian Thompson and Bill Paxton, like, Brian Thompson that has been awesome. a bad guy, like, in everything. Bill Paxton is in everything with, you know, with Arnold. But the truth of the matter is, is, Bess Moda was the worst actress. She played Ginger. That was her roommate. <laughs> that whole thing with the, with the Walkman and uh, and the singing and the unaware of what's going on. It's just the whole thing looked forced to me. Yeah,
3: I've got noise-canceling headphones that don't, just, don't even
2: cancel out that much yeah, Listen, noise. I owned that exact Walkman. You could still hear shit around you when you listen,
3: man. Like a giant robot memory. trying to destroy your boyfriend in the yeah, other
2: room. Yeah. Yeah, you would have known, trust me, no matter how loud you had those things up. But uh, the whole the whole thing, the whole, just everything, her, her boyfriend, they could have taken her out of the movie, saved a bunch of money and put it into the shitty stop motion. That's my answer.
1: I'm going to yeah. have to agree with Mitch on that one. Those, those two are the worst because they're put in. I mean, it's not even. No purpose. It's not even being sly. They're put in basically as the teenage punishment pornography thing you know the the two teenagers that and then the monster comes and kills them both that is their whole purpose in this movie they exist to sin and be punished and you know that's just it's bullshit in every teeny bopper horror movie and it's bullshit in this
2: it's why i don't like those movies
1: so how popular is this film jeffrey
2: super popular
1: how much money do you think it costs to make this
2: uh,
0: I'm going to guess $25 million.
1: It cost $6.4 million dollars to make this movie. How much did it make at the box office?
0: Uh, $250 million.
1: Yeah, a little bit less than that. It was $78.3 out of $6 million. So yeah. that's a hell of a success. Yes. I mean, this movie basically put James Cameron on the map. And more importantly, as I was reading this, uh, in 2008... The Terminator was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Film Registry, being deemed, quote, culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant.
3: And then they already had Terminator 2 in there.
1: Well, yeah, that's because it's... Because it's way more awesome. It's an infinitely superior (laughs) film in every way. I mean, it's everything good about this times 10. Oh, um, uh, how influential was this movie? Would you say that it was... A pretty big impact on culture,
0: considering the fact it's had something like five sequels. Yes. And considering the fact
1: that, you know, we we went over this at the beginning, but, you know, pretty much to the T, this entire plot of the movie ish ish without ever seeing it. So, yeah, it is part of the public consciousness.
0: Well,
3: he was describing Terminator 2. I'm just throwing that out there. That's the clear winner in
0: large chunks. But there was also the fact that nearly everything that happened in this movie I could call. So either it's very, very similar to most other action movies or I've osmosed enough about this that.
3: I would say that it's the second part because you called Kyle Reese being the father.
0: No, I had no idea that was what was going on. I I just looked at that and I was like, he's going to wind up being the father, isn't he? So does it hold up? It kind of does. I can't really fault it because it's an 80s movie, and for an 80s movie, it's fine. But if you compare it technically with anything that's come out in the past 20 years, it's just Well, yeah, but that's that's
1: apples and oranges. But if you compare it, I I get what you're saying, because there are other films that had better technical achievements. The original Alien, for example, did more with less. Yeah. But... uh, I disagree. I mean, this this movie is still great at its core, although it does have some pretty glaringly bad errors, you know, leading in with the obviously models with pew-pew lasers crushing No, those are totally not models.
0: Those are super realistic. Uh I don't know what your problem is. So
3: super real. Yeah, we all sort of groaned audibly as soon as that opening scene came on. We're like,
0: oh. I could just imagine that entire opening scene being done by a five-year-old kid in like an entirely black suit. Just holding the model and quietly going to himself of,
3: <laughs>
1: pew pew pew
3: pew pew. The Ninja Turtles kill everybody. Pew pew, pew.
1: <laughs> So, did this fit your expectations, Jeffrey? You, yes.
0: Okay. This was roughly what I was expecting in terms of an '80s action movie.
1: Did you like it? Not really. God,
3: how did you not like
1: this movie?
0: Again, it's it's partially because so much of it nowadays is a trope. So you'll have to understand that I'm coming at it from somebody who's my age in this time period and looking at an old movie. And this is a pretty commonplace thing for people who have grown up without seeing the movies in the time period that they happened. And Terminator is very much a time period piece, because as I said earlier, it really links into the whole technophobia cyberpunkian, dystopian future thing that was playing really big in the eighties and nineties. So I can see where it came from in its hooks, but I'm not really in that mindset anymore. So to me, it's just kind of,
3: eh. I feel like this is, this is one of those movies that after we do a Terminator two show, you'll actually appreciate this one more for the setup that it was. Because when you look at the achievement that Terminator two was, this is just a setup
0: movie period yeah right.
2: this this uh, that exactly what james said earlier you're after seeing two you're gonna think better of one yeah, more well
0: than- it's, it's quite possible and i was going to say that people have had similar attitudes towards things like star wars which is a fairly major film for me but i can also see why people would have those issues with star wars because one of the discussions that i read about this particularly when force awakens came out because force awakens is very much sort of a modern retreading of the original star wars you think well yeah i know but this isn't
2: a political show
0: (laughs) (laughs) but the point being is that you can see the distinctive differences and from that you can also see why somebody would be viewing the original 1977 star wars and have a problem with it but be able to watch force awakens and be perfectly fine
1: well yeah i mean it was a little bit more modern film technique and all that so people are more comfortable with the film techniques of the time that they're in
0: well, yeah, and also it's because the biggest impact with those kind of movies and with the Terminator franchise was it was a timely movie. It was very much a movie constructed in its era. So if you weren't in that era, then it's not going to have the same impact as if you had watched it during that era.
1: Any final
3: thoughts, Kyle? Uh, well, I feel like the Terminator 1 uh, leads into Terminator 2, which leads into Terminator 3. So it kind of... the spance of the terminator universe covers from 84 until the most recent one with uh emilia clark from game of thrones <clears throat> which there was good only, by the way
1: there are only two terminator movies <laughs> see it's you can't true.
3: even talk trash about
1: the other terminators if you've never it's seen them they're, they're
2: all good
1: there are only two terminator movies they're,
2: uh. they're all good and they're all relevant that's like saying the there's that's a,
3: that's almost like saying there's only two Star Wars movies. That's right. Because the best or, one or was the second one.
2: Or there's only two Mass Effect games. That's that's what no that's
3: there. Like. There are
1: four <laughs> Star Wars movies. <laughs> four. Which one are you, the,
3: are you giving them to?
0: Force Awakens, probably. No, no. Rogue, the Rogue One.
1: Yeah, Rogue one. <laughs> Rogue, one
3: Rogue one is one like the second soul. best Star Wars movie.
1: Oof those are fighting words. No,
3: for me, for me, quite literally, for me, and a lot of people, it goes Empire Strikes Back, Rogue One, and then you know, Return Rogue of the One, Jedi. Rogue
1: One sucked. Okay, Mitch, final thoughts about Terminator? Sorry, Terminator. <laughs> back uh, on track. Final Sorry, thoughts guys.
2: about it? I thought it was fantastic entertainment. Exactly what I'm looking for. It was written for somebody like me. When it comes to the type of entertainment that I'm looking for, it is definitely science fiction and and this fit the job i felt like the writing was good the special effects were a b plus even for the time i thought i thought they were better star trek was certainly doing better stuff back then
1: Mm, fair enough well uh that pretty much wraps up all of our questions and we're running a little bit long on this episode so so once again i'm james
2: i'm kyle i'm mitch
0: and i'm jeff and i'm a little less pop stupid This has been a production of the Discord Engineering Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, consider supporting us on Patreon. We offer early releases of new episodes, bonus episodes, our favorite clips from the cutting room floor, and a monthly Q&A. We'll also be taking requests for the movies you'd like to see us talk about only on our Patreon. Our shows exist thanks to the support from our listeners. So consider stopping by www. Dot Patreon dot com slash Discord Engineering and help us make others a little less pop stupid.